0: In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. My guest today on Dan's Talks podcast is Sybil Shanewald, the prominent and, dare I say, legendary attorney (laughs) involved with women's health. And uh, she also is a longtime resident of the Hamptons. So uh, welcome to the podcast. And let me just ask you, uh, the current latest news involved in uh, this um, release of this possible Supreme Court decision case uh, involving Roe versus Wade is very much in the news. And I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about it and what you think we could do about it, if anything.
1: If anything, given uh, Justice Alito's uh, opinion. Well, I think that women and men are up in arms across the country because this is the right we've had at the inception of the country. There were no barriers to having abortions. And now we have come to a more puritanical stage in our lives and hopefully the protests will have some weight, which I doubt was with with Justice Alito and the rest of the uh, Supreme Court, which is probably the worst Supreme Court in history. Given the makeup of the court, I think this will stand and it will uh, punish women all over, especially poor women who cannot go to another state to get an abortion. Abortion has been a fundamental right since the beginning of the country. And that's why there were so many protests around the country. It was never illegal before the 19th century. And even then, the only abortions that could be performed were for the sole purpose of protecting the health of the woman. In Roe v. Wade, Justice Harry Blackman, writing for the majority, concluded that there was a constitutional right to privacy and that access to abortion is a fundamental right, a right we have had for more than 50 years.
0: Can you see where this might result if there are demonstrations that it could sway the court?
1: Not this court. This is, this is not a good court. Uh, if you look at the makeup of the court, Alito, we know how he will vote. Yeah. They're actually... The only justices, I think, that you can count on are uh, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, certainly not Amy Comey Barrett, and I I don't know about the chief judge.
0: Let me ask you a little bit about your career, because I know that's something that you love to talk about, and also we love to hear about, because it was so remarkable. Thank you. Uh, how did you uh, get into the area of, uh, in, in law, get involved with uh, uh, the problems involving women's health? Where are you from, first of all? Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where did you get your law degree? Where did that happen?
1: New York Law School. But there was some, I went to Columbia, study history at, But at the time that I decided that I really wanted to practice law, it was very difficult to get into law school because I was much older. And so my class was composed of 10 women and 100 men.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I understand when you spoke to me once about it, you were working at a law firm and they asked you because you were a woman to handle a particular case. Tell me a little about that.
1: I was very fortunate because no man wanted to take this case, which involved a woman named Joyce Bickler. The case happens to be in all the law books now. Uh, Joyce got cancer at the age of 17 and a half. It was from a drug called diethylsilbestrol, G E S,
0: mm.
1: with six million women were given, and uh, it was totally useless and it caused harm. Eli Lee, the study in 1953, finally, this was on the market since 1941, and it's inventor, vendor, Sir Charles Dodd in England, had warned against its use. But uh, that did not give the pharmaceutical industry pause, But in 1953, he did a study, as I said, and it gave half the women in the study a placebo. And it turned out that the women who had the placebo did much better than the women with this dangerous drug.
0: So you represented them in a lawsuit.
1: I certainly did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, With that success, did you move out on your own?
1: Uh, I did go out on my own later, uh, only because the men in the firm did not want to take women's cases. I wanted to take them. The senior partner was not so thrilled, so I decided that I would try to do this.
0: From what I've been told by others, you wound up... um, being quite successful. This was, uh, to say the least, on behalf of your clients. And uh, Yes. So after that, were you involved with some of the other um, women's health issues? Law?
1: I represented women from Brooklyn to Bangladesh with the Dalcon Shield. And uh, I was fortunate to get equality in that litigation. So my picture hangs in Dhaka.
0: <laughs> Dhaka in Bangladesh, is that the yes. And what have you been up to uh, more recently, in recent times? Are lecturing?
1: Yes, lecturing, writing speeches, giving speeches, opposing the current worst Supreme Court in the history of the country.
0: Yeah. Well, this, this, from what I've been reading about it, this, will, this is going to throw the matter down to the states. And many of them are going to make it difficult to get an abortion. Uh, and it's a new, new, new game. But I think there's far more transportation possibilities for the poor to get to where they need to go, I think, than it was years ago. Do you think that's the case?
1: Why should they have to do that?
0: They shouldn't have to do that.
1: Abortion was not illegal in the US before the 19th century. And even then, the sole purpose was to protect the health of the mother. In Roe, we weighed, which is going to go by the wayside, unfortunately, I think. In Roe, Justice Harry Blackman, writing for the majority, concluded that it was a constitutional right to privacy and that access to abortion is a fundamental right, a right we had for more than 50 years. Now, 26 states have trigger laws. So when Roe is gone, more than half the country will outlaw
0: abortions. Is there anything we can do that you can do?
1: that I can do, I think women and men, you've seen pictures of the marches, I'm sure. And um, there are still, I do know some justices on the the court, and uh, I've been in touch with Nancy Pelosi and Carolyn Maloney and liberal thinking people. However, I think that this is such an outrage and we'll see, this is not the final opinion that just came out, but I believe the final opinion will be more or less like this. Uh, Larry Tribe says this is the worst court
0: in history. And I couldn't agree more. Um, let's talk about something nicer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what uh, I wanted to ask you about is how you first uh, decided to come out to the Hamptons. And how you like it out here?
1: I love it out here. I can answer that part. It's a wonderful place. Really wonderful. Especially when I get Dan's papers. I decided to come out to the Hamptons. I think it was in the 70s. Because I worked for a man who had a little apartment in West Hampton. And I said to my husband, it sounds very good. Why don't we... Go out and look. Yeah. So we had a small, very tiny apartment on the beach to begin with in West Hampton. Then we moved to South Hampton.
0: What do you enjoy doing? What are some of the favorite things you come to enjoy over the years and have enjoyed?
1: The whole uh, atmosphere of the Hamptons is so different from where I live in the city that it's a pleasure. To be here, to spend some time here, to know Dan and his wife and other friends. It's it's a it's a very nice, it's a beautiful place, and very enjoyable, and has a lot to offer. Culture, which I don't think when we first came here there was. There's much more now.
0: Yeah, there is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've been involved in a lot of philanthropic uh, activity too, I know. And I wondered what some of your favorite uh, causes have, are that you've been able to donate money to.
1: Well, I donate money to different things. I went to the opera with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Washington Opera. I um, am a member of the Boards of Art. For example, I'm very interested in art, and especially uh, art by women, which is what I collect.
0: I see some uh, painting right behind you, but uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? This is
1: one Matisse, which is not a woman. (laughs) But the other things in here are by women throughout my apartment. Actually, I just went piece by a woman named Sophie Tauber-Arp, John Arp's wife, to the museum. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on exhibit there, her first exhibit. So I had never heard of her, but I liked it, so I bought it. Yep. And I really focused on women's art.
0: What was it like uh, growing up in Brooklyn? What was it like back in the day? Did you go to Ebbets Field?
1: Yes, I did. Ladies uh, at Ebbets Field. <laughs> Watch
0: the Dodgers when they were there. That, that's exactly I had, I had heard that uh, it was a kind of a joke, but I think it's true. Some journalist uh, was asking a resident of Brooklyn, that who did he think were the two most evil men who ever lived? And he said, Adolf Hitler and Walter O'Malley. Walter O'Malley is who moved the Dodgers to Los Angeles.
1: That's,
0: <laughs> that's good. And um, where did you go to high school?
1: I went to James Madison High School in Brooklyn. And I will tell you who my, he's younger than I am. As is everybody, I think. But Chuck Schumer, Bruce Bader Ginsburg, Bernie Sanders. There, There were several, you know, I didn't know it. it was a public high school. Yes, it's quite famous. Oh, four Nobel Prize winners!
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. What was what about it? Do you think led to having such a remarkable alumni?
1: Excellent teachers and students who wanted to learn.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that would do it. And um, we're going to be going down to Washington. Uh, next week uh, for my wife's in a conference there. Is there a special uh, historical place that you think is worth something I, we ought to have a good look at and be part of?
1: Well, well, you have to see the mall and what's been built on it. And a Women's Museum is coming on the mall, sponsored by Carolyn Maloney, and I'm working with her on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I also belong to the Museum of Women. An early one. Is there a special place that you should go?
0: Yeah, we're we're going.
1: <laughs> and there's a, a good restaurant in the Willard.
0: <laughs> Which
1: one? The Willard Hotel.
0: Oh, the Willard. Oh, the famous Willard, the uh, home of the insurrection. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to call up. Um, our local congressman, and see if he can get me. Uh,
1: you can call things. Ken Feinberg; he can get you in anywhere. <laughs> and I don't think you. I think you can get in anywhere.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. Well, it's been nice having you on the podcast. Uh, my guest has been Sybil Shane who is a prominent attorney with uh, who everyone knows about that was involved with women's health and um it's been nice talking to you and it was i'm glad to know you and um thank you for being on the show
1: and i thank you for having me you're terrific everybody knows you and admires you you do a great job
0: hey bye-bye
1: bye-bye